Hi and welcome to episode 42 of the LDS study session with me Matt Roberts and wanted to continue today looking at the come follow me section for this week. Uh, July the 8th to July the 14th found in Acts chapters 6 through 9. What wilt thou have me to do? And I wanted to look at the section uh, entitled resisting the Holy Ghost can lead to rejecting the Saviour and his prophets. Now here we look back at the account of Stephen uh, and how he is brought forward uh, to, to the leaders of the Jews. Um, it's quite an interesting account, this, because we know that um, Stephen is chosen as one of these uh, people spoken about yesterday who were called to support the 12 apostles in their ministry. Um, and they had decided that, that, that Stephen uh, was needed to be brought forth before the Sanhedrin um, to uh, to be well not judged to be not to be judged but to kind of uh, have that discussion about you know why are you teaching about Jesus you know stop stop preaching his name he's brought forward uh, and he's asked by the uh, the leader uh, of of the uh, the council you know have you have you said these things are, are these things so? He, he says in Acts chapter 7, verse 1, he's asking Stephen if he has said that Jesus would destroy this place and change the customs that Moses delivered us. Basically, has Jesus said that, you know, the, the, the laws of the law of Moses will be changed? And then what happens is quite interesting. Stephen goes through the, the history of Israel right from back uh, at the start with Abraham and how he was kind of the start of this promise, this uh, covenant that was made uh, with, with, with Abraham's seed, um, and how this moves forward through um, Isaac and Jacob and Jacob's sons and Joseph are mentioned, and then it moves on through to Moses, and we get kind of like a, a summary of the, the Israelite history, and it's quite interesting to see where Stephen intends to go with this. Uh, because we, we kind of move through and then we start to see that towards the end of his account of Moses, he starts to apply it uh, and starts to tell them why he is going through this history. So what, what Stephen does is that he doesn't answer this question with a straight yes or no, which is interesting for a start because when you look at the Saviour and what he answers when he is questioned about the things that he teaches uh, when with the Jewish leaders at the time, um, he very rarely, if ever, gave a straight yes or no. There was always an, an extra explanation with it or a recital of scripture uh, which kind of backed up what he was teaching. And so Stephen is, is doing the exact same thing. Now, obviously, at this point, we know that in the previous chapter 6, um, he was transfigured before the Sanhedrin, which perhaps uh, suggests why he's being, being given such guidance and direction on what to say uh, in regards to this. Because when, when we, we reach the end, Towards the end of Acts chapter seven, he then kind of teach, preaches against them and says how they are un, how they are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart, in heart, heart and ears, uh, and how they do always resist the Holy Ghost, as your fathers did, so do ye. And suddenly, we see the whole reason why he has gone through the history since Abraham, right from the beginning, um, particularly from when he starts talking about um, Jacob's sons. He talks about how there was envy amongst the 12 patriarchs and how they sold Joseph into Egypt, but that God was with him. Here, Stephen may well be uh, suggesting that they are similar to these 
12 patriarchs, how they, you know, cast out, they got rid of someone who was chosen. And again, you know, you ha we have the links between Jacob, Israel, choosing his son, um, Joseph, and him being his chosen beloved son, uh, receiving the birthrights of the, of the, of the many coloured coat, of the coat of many colours, and then his his, you know, his brothers rejecting him. There is many similarities and parallels here between Joseph in Egypt and the Saviour, uh, which I'm sure will be studied in in future sessions. But it's quite fascinating, fascinating when you sit and think about that for a start. But then it moves forward uh, to Moses, gives a bit of background about Moses, how he's called by God. And then he goes forward. However, in verse 35, he says, This Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. So, again, he's pointing out that the people at the time, the, other, the, the Jews, rejected Moses, rejected his teachings. Um, in verse 37, This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear. And then in verse 39, To whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts, and turn back again into Egypt. So he's telling them about the history, about you know the, the mistakes that the fathers uh, of the, the ancestors of these Jewish leaders made by not listening to Moses, by ignoring his teachings. And now, of course, um, you know for them, they, they do listen finally, but Stephen... He is making that assumption, that presumption, or not presumption, but that suggestion that, you know, as it was then, so it is now. The Saviour has come, sent by God, to bring this new covenant, to bring this new law, uh, to fulfil that law that Moses had, and you are rejecting him, just like your fathers did when Moses first brought the Mosaic law. And um, when you sit and think about that and look into why he is telling this story and then at the end accuses them of, dis of, re of disregarding, resisting the Holy Ghost um, and therefore rejecting what has been said by the Saviour, you can understand why they, they start to really um, react the way that they do. I mean, of course, it's not justified, but what he is basically saying here is that what they believe and that what they've held up to be the truth and how they've cast aside uh, the Savior, that they cast aside, they cast aside Jesus for what he was teaching. That is that is a parallel or a similitude of them of the of the Jews of old of, of their ancestors who rejected uh, Moses at that time and the teachings that he had, and therefore they didn't well, they weren't able to enter the promised land for forty years. Um, and and again, when they heard these things, so in verse fifty four, we see their reaction to this accusation when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth now at this stage there is no mention of them with intent with the intent to kill him or you know do anything uh, lethal at that stage but then it's what happens next which just completely changes everything uh, for, for these people because uh, when Steve, when this happens Stephen is what we then read in verses 55 to 56 of Acts chapter 7 but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Now this obviously completely changes everything because not only has Stephen accused them of rejecting 
you know, possible teachings or things from the Lord, of accusing her of being as un uncircumcised as those that have come before, but then he is basically out and out saying that the Saviour is, is alive, that he lives, and that he is standing on the right hand of God. If someone is on the right hand of God, that suggests an equality or suggests being alongside with that person. And that's when things start to turn for the worst. Uh, the Book of Mendel, which if you haven't uh, looked into that website or, the, or that um, group yet, I really do recommend you do so. It's a fantastic group. Um, they, they do many uh, articles for publications and podcasts as well. I just read uh, something today about why Stephen was executed. And this is part of what they said. Uh, quote, what caused the people to cry out in rage, drag Stephen out of the city and brutally stone him to death was his witness of the at least partial fulfillment of what Jesus had earlier told Caiaphas. Stephen announced that he had just seen the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. That is when his accusers could no longer hold back. They cried out and rushed to seize him. Stephen's paraphrase of Daniel 7.13 and Psalms 110.1 together with the implication that Jesus was sitting on the right hand of God, was apparently what the Jewish leaders felt they needed to convict him of blasphemy and sentence him to death, just as Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin had done with Jesus, close quote. It's at that moment that they have what they believe, um, a, a quote or a claim by Stephen that is, in their view, blasphemous. But what is interesting is what happens in verse 57 after he has given this statement, then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And this is where we have the, the, the principle that the Come Follow Emmanuel is trying to teach in this section, resisting the Holy Ghost. Not only are they stopping their ears physically, but they are stopping their ears spiritually as well. They will not listen. Uh, and so obviously uh, at this stage, unfortunately, Stephen uh, is, is, uh, is killed for his beliefs and we'll and i'm going to look uh, more into the section about martyrdom and how stephen was a first known christian who was martyred for his beliefs but how obviously since that time many others since then have been uh, i hope you've learned something interesting from that i, I think that it was quite interesting actually to because i've heard of the example of stephen uh, and how he you know he saw what he saw at the end but i've never really looked up to that and then kind of looking at it gives you a bit more context and also a bit more appreciation for just how bold Stephen was in his in his teaching. Obviously that led him uh, to his death, but you know, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He must have been prompted to say those things for a reason. So I'm grateful to, to have been able to study that with you today. Hope that if there's anything that uh, you've learned that you can take that away with you. And if there's anything that you want to share at Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter, I'd really appreciate to hear from you as well. Thank you all for listening and until we meet again.